Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Today, we're going to be discussing the big picture. Now, many of us who are drawn to frequency work, like yourselves, are beginning because we want something specific. We want more abundance or more success or more joy, more ease, more intimate relationship, or we just want to get unstuck in some way. And when we start to achieve these things, we start to wonder, why is it that I'm really doing this? What's the bigger picture? So today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of frequency work that extend far beyond your direct experience of your reality in your daily life. Then, we'll wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which is a turbocharged meditation to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns and gather momentum to propel you forward. So let's get started. Dennis? Karen, the big picture. So I'll tell you, I've got a lot of images when you talk about the big picture. And, you know, it, it, I go all the way back to my childhood and I think about the circus coming to town and the great big circus and, you know, all the excitement and the animals and everything. Mm -hmm. So when you say big picture, I'm real curious. What are your thoughts? What I mean by the big picture is why are we doing all this work? Yeah. Is it really just for our own? I mean... Yes, in some, to some degree, it is about having a better life, to have more abundance, more success, more joy, more love, more peace, more whatever it is that you want, more ease. And it's about so much more than that. And we may or may not be aware of it until we start to achieve all these things on a personal level and we ascend to a higher level. And then we become aware that there is something else happening. And would you like me to go into what the something else is? Yeah, you know, I... I... <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, but I'm not quite with you yet. Okay. So keep going. I knew that you had a yeah, you had a question. Just a little. So what was your question? Well, you know, so when you talk about the big picture, mm -hmm. you know, and we've we've talked a lot in the series about a lot of different things. Yeah. We've talked about lineage. We've talked about past lives. Yeah. We've talked about frequencies. Yeah. We've talked about you know everything. And so when you say big picture, is that is that a wrap around all this? Or are you talking about just for the individual or humankind or? Yeah, it's about all of it. So I guess it would be a wrap around everything and through everything because it is everything. So when I say that, I mean that we as individuals, because we're in our culture especially, we're very individually focused, right? We celebrate the individual. It's all about us. Yeah. And I have said often, and it's true, that we alone can take this journey. We alone need to do this work in order to ascend. No one else can do it for us. No one can save us. So it really um, seems very individual. And, because it's funny, on spirit level, everything is not really a but. It's usually an and, because it's inclusive. And it's about the greater collective. It's about the oneness. So what happens is that as we, as individuals, ascend even higher, as we clear distortion patterns, however we do that, what happens is there's a ripple effect, not only through humanity, but through the oneness of this individuated being becoming more and more and more highly vibrating. 
And the impact is huge because it seems like an individual act, but each individual is having a massive impact on the oneness. And so the way I think of it is that if you can imagine a tapestry and we're all thread through this tapestry and we have a specific color. So it's purple, like you're wearing, or pink, orange, or whatever it is, teal, mm. whatever. So stop there just for a second. So we have an individual color. Yes. So are you talking about our frequency, our vibration? Yeah. So and our essence is unique to us. Okay. And do people know what their color is? Not necessarily. Okay. So it's just an analogy for our essence and our uniqueness as individuals. So we can have the choice. So each thread is required for the tapestry to be complete. And each thread is that color, but the vibrancy of that color, how big and how expressive and how bright that color is, is completely up to us. So we can only have a very um, dull and sort of um, subdued color, or we can have a very, very bright color. Mm. It's the same color. It's just about how vibrant that color is. And so, but we are all required in order for the tapestry to be whole because we are all part of the oneness. Hmm. So as we shift ourselves and become more vibrant in our color, the, the tapestry actually gets more alive. There's more energy because there's more brightness in the color. So similarly, it's the same in the oneness. So we're, we're talking about the big picture, but then you came back to the individual, mm-hmm. and then you mentioned that the individual has to do this work. Yes. For themselves. Yep. So that sounds a little lonely. And Mm -hmm. so the folks that are watching this, they've Mm -hmm. got siblings, they've got Mm -hmm. spouses, parents, Mm -hmm. neighbors, friends. Mm -hmm. Do you have to be the Lone Ranger or can you still, you know, be in the world and of the world as you move through it? Yeah. So it's actually critical that you are in the world that you are experiencing life because in that you will learn and grow and become even more vibrant because it's not about, I mean, you can choose to go off and meditate in the cave for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's, it's totally but you don't fine, have to. but you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's definitely not required. Okay. And in fact, the more you experience life, the more you're going to learn and mm. grow. And because life will present you with opportunities uh. to grow even more and to become even more vibrant. Mm. So if you lock yourself away in meditation and never, ever, ever come out, I mean, that's great. And at the same time, it's isolating yourself in a way that isn't allowing you to grow probably at the same rate that if you were interacting with life and the bumps and the scrapes that we have from interacting with other people. Now, what I would say is that with frequency work, what's amazing about it is that as we clear ourselves, we are clearing our lineage behind us and in front of us, meaning our children. So it's a spectacular uh, opportunity to help other people without meddling in their lives really you know because we all um at least i should speak for myself you know very uh until very recently i you know i'm like oh i i know what's best for my mom for example and i don't necessarily know what's best for her she has her own journey and so but we all kind of think okay well this is best. you really shouldn't do this you should do this you should do that you know but it's not necessarily true and so it's a way for us to help others because a lot of us want, we do this out of love. It's not like I'm trying to suppress my mother, right? Yeah. Um, it's just that we do it out of love and we think, okay, this is best for them. But instead, what we can do is focus on ourselves. And as we ascend in our vibrational level, they naturally will want to come with us and they'll start mm. their own process, whether or not they're cognizant of it, of wanting to clean up. And an example of this would be, you know, my sister, who for a very, very long time, 
didn't wasn't interested in anything spiritual. She was actually she's a, a national level triathlete in Canada and all this sort of stuff, and a very successful business person. And my parents would worry about her, like, should Vanessa meditate? It'd be very good for Vanessa to meditate. <laughs> Sorry, Vanessa, I'm outing you. And um, so for a long and then all of a sudden. And I kept saying to them, when she's ready, she will be ready. Or if she's not, she's not. It's really, you cannot force this. Because when your higher self is ready, it will be. And then a couple of years ago, all of a sudden, she was ready and became very curious. And now we're here we are journeying together on this amazing path together. And it's because of the work that I'm doing on myself and that my then my parents started to do then all of a sudden my sister came in uh-huh. so what happens is that everyone now starts to shift and rise up together so you get to help the people who are closest to you without even really like doing anything with them you're just it focusing on yourself mm-hmm. yeah so if we've got a family sitting out there we've got mom and dad and three kids mm-hmm. If one of those in that unit mm-hmm. kind of steps forward and mm-hmm. starts to do the work, mm-hmm. everybody will benefit. Yep. And it may, be, it may take a bit of time because yep. the person has to clear to the point that yep. they can start, that everyone starts to follow on the spirit level because yep. it's not like instant on. Sometimes it is. It depends yep. on the family because some families are of a higher frequency when they come in together. And so therefore, they all, and that's their agreement and they all take off yep. and others aren't. So it kind of depends on the family. But yes. You know, I, the reason I mention that is, you know, in visiting with some folks is they take on sometimes a sense of guilt mm-hmm. that they're starting to focus on themselves. Yes, that's right. And it's like, oh, you know, yeah. am I becoming so self-centered that I'm blocking, you mm-hmm. know, my friends and my family? And mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is there's no greater gift you could give to yourself mm-hmm. or to those around you. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Also, what I'll say is not everyone will be necessarily supportive of this. So people will fall away. And that's just part of the natural cycle of things in terms of as as we ascend higher and higher, not everyone can sustain being around that frequency, getting clearer and clearer and higher and higher vibrating. So people will fall away because they can't sustain it. Because what happens is it starts to rattle them. Their distortions start to get louder of themselves. And so they can't really be around someone of a higher frequency. And so they tend to not want to be around it or they want to get rid of it and they want to come with you. So it's kind of like this choice that they're making. So you may find, um, you know, I have a dear friend who, in fact, she is as what's happening is some of her siblings are coming with her and others she's distancing from. And it's not like she's trying to push them away from her. It's not, that's not what's happening at all. It's not a, a direct act of like, I don't want to be with you. It's just a natural consequence that they're separating in terms of the, her frequency is moving up so high and theirs hasn't changed that they don't have yeah. much over, like the, the, there's not much overlap anymore. And the lower vibrating person can't really sustain being in her field very long. Yeah. It becomes uncomfortable for them. But but it's important to allow everyone to have their journey. Absolutely, yep. And so no matter where on the ladder they are, yep. it's okay. Yeah. 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 And what I'd say is that the bigger picture also is that as each of us starts to move into this direction and we all start to ascend and get to these higher frequency vibration level it allows for even more people to start to move in this direction so all of us start to rise up in this you know what do they say like um rising tide floats all boats or something like this it's the same concept raises all all boats. boats thank you yeah um so it's that same concept 
of once one begins, it's like the guy who ran the four minute mile, right? Like no one thought that you could run a mile in four minutes and all of a sudden he ran a mile in four minutes. And now, yeah, right. There you go. Kansas. Oh, well there, see, lovely. So anyway, (laughs) it it was impossible. It was impossible until he He did did it. it. And then all of a sudden everyone ran four minute miles. Not everyone, but obviously, but many people started running. And now they're trying to do marathons in like sub two hours, which is kind of insane. But, you, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. When we all entrain to each other and get better and more efficient and come to a higher level, people naturally want to follow. And the more momentum we have, the more we help the greater good. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that discussion really helps, especially like a family unit, mm-hmm. is where some are and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any difference. Just no. just allowing everyone yeah, to, their their space. Yeah. Their place. Yeah. And this time next year they may just boom. Yeah. And just skyrocket. Yeah. Because yeah. really you cannot force the timing of another being. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. This is this is about free will. So you can't trump someone else's free will. It's theirs. Because they get to choose when they get to want to move and so on. And so um, it's this beautiful thing to learn, and I had to do this myself, to like take your hands off, take your hands out of their, yeah. their, their thing, yeah. right? Because I mean, okay, they, you can suggest, yep. you can encourage, and then you can also let go because ultimately that's their choice. And the consequences of their choice is theirs for whatever reason. And how are we to say that that's not to their benefit or whatever, even though we might not approve of it or whatnot. It's really none of our concern. And how do we know? So um, it's, I think, very respectful to remove. You know, once you offer, it's just like an offering. Like, would you like this? No? Okay. And remove it. And so it's just sort of that, um, and it frees both people because then they don't feel hooked by you and you're not trying to control them. And then you're not spending all this energy trying to make someone do something else. So really the focus on self and what happens is naturally as we ascend in ourselves and do this work, they want to come on. They're like, wait a minute, how are you so happy? Really almost all the time. (laughs) Or what is it about you that you have all this magic around you or synchronicity or whatever? They want want to jump in. I want some of that. Yeah, I want to jump into that car. That sounds good. Yeah. So then they'll want to come along and then there is no forcing. It's just a natural magnetism that happens as a result. So what what would you like to leave the folks with as far as the big picture? What's kind of to you, what is the bottom line as far as the big picture? I kind of love the bottom line, Dennis. (laughs) So what I would say is it's two things. So one is you think it's about you, but it's about the great, the greater, the greater collective, because it all is about the oneness. So yes, it is an individual journey, but it is about the impact into the oneness. The second thing is that this is really about um, preparing for the death space. So uh, we may have mentioned it in another video, but I'm going to mention it again. So if you can awaken before you die, it doesn't matter if it's a second before, if it's years before, months before, weeks before. If you awaken before you die, then what that gives you the ability to do is it gives you choice. And it gives you options and ultimately gives you liberation. Because what happens then is you're not, you're not forced to come back and reincarnate to learn the lessons that you didn't learn this time around. Because you learned it. You transcended. You awoke before you passed. And therefore, you can have the choice of not coming back into reincarnation. You can. But if you come back into reincarnation, then you will have a memory of your awakening. So you won't be as bound by those layers of duct tape. You won't be so... Um, 
so suffer, like uh, yeah, bound by them essentially, and be harnessed by that density. And you can cross over and stay in pure source. You can help on the other side. You have all these options available to you, really, um, which is spectacular. Yeah. Versus having to be spit back into the cycle again. So what what I just heard you say is the fact that. You know, you're doing this work not only for this lifetime, which is wonderful, and to have these experiences, Mm -hmm. but the benefits Mm -hmm. are so much longer lasting than this lifetime. Yes. And so, yes. And it's so we think that, oh, uh, why why do it? Yeah. You know, I I don't feel that well, or I'm Mm -hmm. older and. I'm going to be dying pretty soon. Yeah, so right. what? Why put in the effort? You know, yeah. why? Why go through all this? That, yeah. You know, but basically, what you're saying is this is a eternal type of project. Yeah, and also just from a physical perspective of the death process, when we awake before we die, the death process is much more efficient. So there's no, I'm now in a hospice for ten years, kind of in, kind of out, kind of like lingering, kind of waiting, and I'm kind of afraid to die because I don't know what it is. I'm kind of just like hanging in there, and everyone wants me to stay. It can be extremely efficient. So, for example, my father uh, awoke just before he passed, and uh, what happened was we were in. Uh, we took this family trip. We hadn't been on a trip together as a family for. I don't know, 20 years or something. So it was my parents, my sister and her husband, and myself and my husband, Chris. And we went on this amazing journey. It was my mother's um, 75th birthday and, you know, my parents' 50th anniversary or whatever it was, 52nd, I can't remember. And um, what happened was we went on this amazing trip to Bhutan, which was a spectacular trip. And then we went to Malaysia to visit my dad's family and all this sort of stuff. So it was this really beautiful month-long journey. Mm-hmm. He comes home and within a month, literally, of being home. So he's just gone on this amazing journey. Yeah. A month later, he's in the hospital. Three days later, he's passed. So that's awesome from the perspective of his suffering was so small on the, you know, from the end perspective there, when in that yeah. death pro- yeah. process, it was efficient. And personally for me, I would prefer to expedite that. I don't really want to like linger in suffering for yeah. very long. Yeah. Like that's not really what yeah. I'm into. So um, from just even that mundane perspective, that's helpful. And then, of course, the, the eternal benefit of that. And I'm sorry, the third thing I would like to add to your oh. bottom line thing is that um, if we can transcend in this body and awaken in this body, because there's so much density here and so many things that blind us, that we forget, that the, the, on the other side, right, the non-embodied side, the 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 shift, the amount of leverage that we get to move up into is enormous. It seems small from where we stand, but on that, because we've transcended so mm. much, there's so much more that we can, um, there's so much more uh, growth or movement or whatever that happens as a result. So it looks like this here and over yeah. there it's like yeah. this. So, so when you say big picture, yeah. it's not just during this lifetime. No. Uh, Not at all. The magnitude of what the impact could be could just be tremendous. Yeah. And it's not just this lifetime. It's not just this dimension. I mean, we can get into all kinds of quantum stuff. But yes, it's massive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. It's tremendous exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly. What is that? 
A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration on accelerating awakening. So let's begin by taking three deep breaths into your lower belly wherever that is for you. So please bring your attention, focus, or awareness to your lower belly as you take three breaths. With your first breath, you're going to inhale. Hold your breath for two to three seconds before exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding out your exhaled breath for two to three seconds. And on your second breath, you're going to inhale and hold your inhaled breath for a second or two longer than you did your previous breath before exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding out your exhaled breath for a second or two longer than you did your previous breath. And then on your third breath, whenever you get there on your own time, going to please inhale and hold your breath in for as long as you can. And when you think you can't hold your breath any longer, hold your breath for a split second longer. And then when you're ready, please exhale all the air out of your lungs and hold your exhaled breath out for as long as you possibly can. And when you feel like you can't hold it out for any longer, please hold it out for a split second longer. It's stretching or expanding what we think is possible even in our breath. Good. And when you're complete with those three breaths, please bring your attention, focus, or awareness between your a belly button and your heart space. So that entire space between those two points. And if it's helpful for you to imagine a tube between these two points, then please go ahead and do that. And for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group, the subgroup, and very occasionally the individual level. Also, please note that I will be making some noises on my end. You'll hear me snap or exhale loudly. You might hear me yawn, even though I'm not tired. Um, you might hear me hum. 
And this is just currently how I move the distortion patterns. So please use this as an opportunity to strengthen your own focus. As you become very aware of the space between your belly button and your heart. So the first distortion pattern that we're going to release is the resistance to, or the fear of, depending on what subgroup you're in. The grandness of your beingness. So that may not make sense to you. However, on spirit level, you're a very expanded being. And you're used to, we're used to thinking of ourselves as just our bodies, but we are much more than that. So removing the distortion pattern of resisting the expansiveness of who we truly are so that you can experience that, however you experience that. All you have to do is be aware of the space between your belly button and your heart space. As I work on this, let's do this. Let's ask ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And please imagine, see, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep within your body, somewhere between the two points of your belly button and your heart, deep within your body, that begins to grow, expand, become even more brilliant as you become even more aware of your connection only to pure source. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on the back end to increase your natural bandwidth. Even more. For some of you, this brilliance that is you will expand out of your body, 
beyond the room. Into the sky, beyond the stars. How big will you allow yourself to be? Now please bring your attention, your awareness, your focus to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So between your belly button and the base of your sternum is your solar plexus. This next distortion pattern is fear. our own power. For some of you, it's fear of being accountable if you were to step fully into a fully empowered state. Okay, depends on the subgroup you're in. Please note if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely you and I say something that you really react strongly against, it's likely you. So I invite you to be open to that possibility. There's a small subgroup of you that is afraid that you will abuse others if you step into a fully empowered state. And what I'd like to say about that is uh, just note if you have that tendency to do that now, because if you don't and you're mindful of that, then chances are you wouldn't do it if you were fully empowered either. In fact, if you were fully empowered, you may be even more aware of your impact on others. Part of empowerment is having the discernment to know when to wield it and when to hold it back. breathing into the solar plexus area or still bringing keeping your awareness in the solar plexus so this is either the resistance to or um, uh, not wanting to um, be with our impact on the oneness the greater good the all that is who we are and how we are, who we choose to be, has impact 
whether or not we're aware of it, into the oneness. We're not judged on it like the way we think we might be, but it has impact. So um, there's a difference between those two things. So there's a resistance or a reluctance or an anxiety, depending on what group you're in, or a fear of that accountability or that impact on the all that is, because we are all connected in the oneness. irrespective of how aware of it we are or not. And still in the solar plexus, this is the fear of, or resistance to, or um, it's actually really those two, around the speed of one's own awakening journey. Please note that you will go exactly at a rate that is perfect for you. Some of us like speed and we'll go really super fast. Other of us kind of resist the whole way. So, and some of us just like to take our time. Any of, and all those things is perfect. And you can stop whenever you want. You have free will. No one can make you go faster or slower than you want, unless you deliberately give them that power, which I would suggest you do not. So as you may or may not know, there are these very massive waves of very high frequency energy that are washing over or buffeting the earth, depending on how you perceive things. So for many of you, the intensity of these waves and how quickly they're coming in 
one after the other is extremely overwhelming. So I'm going to adjust you such that these waves can be integrated better by you. Okay? So that instead of feeling overwhelmed completely by them and just being beleaguered by the intensity and the chaos of the time and the res as a result of these waves, you can have more ease and adjust more easily to these frequencies coming in. Okay? Everything is moving up. It's not just the earth. Everything is moving up in consciousness, which is incredible and also extremely intense. So I'm going to be uh, quiet in terms of talking for a couple of minutes as I help you to um, adjust more efficiently to these waves. All you need to do is be aware of your pelvic floor all the way up to your chin. Okay, so pelvic floor all the way up to your chin. So you can imagine a tube going through the center of your body, or you can imagine the entire swath of your body um, if you want, or you can focus on your skin, whatever you prefer. Okay, but between your pelvic floor and your chin. It's quite specific. All right. Many of you are adjusting just fine from your third eye to your crown. It's really the under the chin and under that's having difficulty. So I'm just going to adjust this for a bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, good. So now, please bring your attention, awareness, or focus to your heart space. Not your physical heart, your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Yes, and as you focus on the space, become very aware of the volume of space that is your heart space. Good. Now become aware of or feel that space within the infinite space around it. Good. Now please bring your attention, awareness, or focus to the space behind your forehead. Whatever that means to you, please imagine the space behind your forehead. And now please imagine or feel that space within the energy of the infinite space around it. Now please be aware of the space between your body and the walls of the room. Yep. And now please feel or imagine this space within the infinite space all around it. Good. And now please imagine a figure eight or an infinity symbol beginning in your pineal gland in the center of your head center of your brain, looping through the hollow of your throat, looping into your heart, back up into the hollow of your throat, back up into your pineal gland, back down into the hollow of your throat, down into the heart space, back up into the hollow of your throat, and then up again into your pineal gland. And it's going to continue to loop the energy like a figure eight between these three points. And the energy, please imagine that it starts to loop so fast 
that it starts to glow. Good. I'm going to leave you in this space for as long as you would like. And I look forward to meeting you on the next GFC. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.